0: greetings to you all i trust that you're doing well and that you are enjoying this time of the year i'm trusting that it's not been too hectic for you and that you're going to finish strong let's pray Father, we thank you for your presence with us. We thank you for what you're teaching us. We thank you for your precious word. And we really pray, Lord, that there'll be a strong impartation, a strong activation through this message, that you would strengthen us with the word of your power and the power of your word. We open our hearts to you, Lord, and we thank you for revelation knowledge. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. I'm going to continue with our series on personal mastery, God's way. And today I want to share with you a strong message to do with how successful people are courageous and daring. Successful people are courageous and daring. In the Hebrew, the word courage, we translate it into the English words to strengthen, to prevail, to harden, to be strong. Often when someone was being encouraged to be courageous, you would say to them, be strong whenever you see that word be strong it literally speaks of be courageous be firm to grow firm to be resolute in the greek in the new testament we usually translate it be confident or be daring and this is an apt topic because of the environment that we're in we're experiencing a lot of replexity replexity is a term that warren bennis coined back in the day And it's a combination of rapid and complex, and that's the environment that we live in where there's a lot of ambiguity, there's a lot of complexity, there's a lot of turbulence, and we need courage. I want to know how to love difficult people. I want to know how to walk in joy when adversity comes. You see, it's easy to lead in good times. It's not as easy when things are difficult. You know, a lot of these factors have been limited to exploits and endeavors, but we need to apply courage to multiple dimensions for example we need moral courage we need relational courage and as we go through this process i want to encourage you to uh, do a self-assessment am i courageous in all aspects of my life and i believe that in order to establish yourself as a leader a courageous leader you have to be full of courage in order to establish yourself as a leader in society in order to establish yourself as a hero It's important to have courage. If you look at the liberation struggles that took place on the African continent, I remember asking myself that question, what is different about these leaders? What made them leaders? And the reality is, it was courage. That's how heroes are formed. They're normal people like you and I, but they do this heroic act and they're consistent in it but it really stems from courage. And I believe we've got a lot of leaders today who are people of integrity. They're people of great character. They're people of competence. They're good at what they do, but often the missing ingredients is the courage. It's the courage. They're not daring enough, you see. And a lot of times the things we accomplish in our lives are not so much to do with our talent, but it's when our talent is mixed in with courage. And our talent is mixed in with courage, then great things begin to take place. So find out what everyone else in your industry is afraid of and make sure you've got courage in that area. Find out what everyone in your organization is afraid of and make sure you're courageous in those particular areas. It establishes you as a leader. Now, uh, a lot of people unfortunately are more conscious and desirous of the goal. So how would your life be different if you were completely courageous? What would your life look like if you were completely courageous? You see, the heart is the seat of our courage. Hence, we speak of brave heart. Many people have stored failure, disappointment in their memory bank, the memory bank of their hearts. And so they're programmed to fear and to be cautious more than to actually step out. And this is actually quite sad because one of the key distinguishing marks of great leaders is that they have a bias for action. And when you're fearful, you tend not to step out and do what you're supposed to do. Fear often causes us to become passive. And in scripture, we see different types of courage. For example, the courage to do the right thing, For example, getting rid of idols. That's important. Today we have to be courageous in order to embrace opportunities for action in ministry. There are different types of courage. In what aspects of your life are you courageous? How can you take the ingredients that make you courageous in that particular area and start to apply them to other areas? I wanna ask you the question, what's dominating your thinking right now? Is it the fear or is it the courage? And remember, being courageous doesn't mean we don't have fear. It just means that we choose to be courageous despite our fears, despite our insecurities. Many people, the question that's actually dominating their mind is, what will happen if it doesn't work out? Isn't it interesting how this is often our default, you know, what can go wrong? Well, what if we started asking what will happen if it does work out? What will happen if we don't do anything? What's the worst thing that can happen if we try? I believe we need to start asking ourselves different types of questions. There's six things we need to know about courage. The first thing is that courage is a heart thing. If you look at 2 Samuel chapter 17, verse 7 to 10, and I said, courage is a heart thing. I didn't say hard thing, heart thing. Hushai replied to Absalom, the advice that has been given, that is being given is not good this time. You know your father and his men, they are fighters. And he kept talking about how they're fighters. Your father and his men, they are fighters right? Uh, Even now he's hidden in a cave and, uh, you know, or some other place. If he should attack your troops first, whoever hears about it will say, there has been a slaughter among the troops who follow Absalom. Now watch verse 10. Then even the bravest soldier whose heart is like the heart of a lion will melt with fear for all Israel knows that your father is a fighter and that those with him are brave. Isn't it interesting when it talks about people being brave, it talks about what their heart is like, that their heart is like the heart of a lion. My question to you is, what is your heart condition right now? Courage, being brave, is to do with the heart. The second thing we need to know about being courageous and being brave is that we actually commanded be courageous. So it's not to do with personality. It's not, you know, scripture doesn't say be courageous if you're an extrovert, right? It's not to do with personality. It's actually an expectation from heaven and it's a choice on our part. Courage is a choice. In Joshua 1 verse 9, it says, have I not commanded you Commanded us how? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Which takes me to the third thing we need to know about courage. God's presence with us should be our source of courage. Not my intellect. Not my experience. You see, we get it wrong very often as believers. We go out and we're confident in our own strength then it backfires on us. In Deuteronomy 31 verse 6, it says, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or terrified because of them. For the Lord your God goes with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Why should I not be terrified? Why should I be strong and courageous? Because the Lord my God goes before me. And he'll never leave me. He'll never forsake me. He's a covenantal God. Because he's with me, I am confident. Isn't it amazing how, you know, those of you who had older brothers when you're growing up at school might remember that if someone was trying to bully you, if you were next to your big brother, how did you feel? All of a sudden, you're confident. The fear just goes away. Fear often dissipates and dissolves and is disarmed because of who we are with in the natural while the Lord the creator of the universe has made that promise he says I'll never leave you I'll never forsake you so God himself is with us so why should we be afraid and that's why scripture elsewhere says you know what if God is for me who can be against me what is man the fourth thing we need to know about courage is that the nature of the born-again spirit is not timid When you are born again, when you're born of the spirit, there's a boldness that comes upon you. Look what happened to Peter. One moment, he's denying Christ, right? Some time later, he is preaching, telling people to repent. If you look in the book of Acts, he's challenged by the authorities. We told you not to preach in this man's name, but you're doing so. And he basically says, along with the other apostles, who should we be obeying, God or man? Isn't that powerful? In 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 7, it says, For the spirit God gave us does not make us timid, but gives us power, love, and self-discipline right? Some translations will say, and a sound mind, a sound mind. So we're not thinking negative thoughts, thoughts that are debilitating. No, we're not, because the spirit God gave us doesn't make us timid. So the moment we shrink into timidity, it means we're not being led by the spirit. It means our spirit man is not dominating our soul and our flesh. And this is crucial. The fifth thing we need to understand about courage is that choosing to be courageous is an act of warfare. It's an act of warfare. Ephesians 6, 10 to 13. We tend to focus on the armor of God. But prior to that, look at the build-up. verse 10 to 13. Finally, be strong in the Lord, right? And in his mighty power. Stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. Now I've shared with you earlier on that the whole concept of being strong when we're told be strong in the Lord, that's being courageous. That's the same as saying be courageous. Don't let fear creep into your heart. Stand your ground. Be courageous. It's a choice that you make and that's the starting point of your warfare. Don't be afraid of the devil. You see, if you try and start putting on the belt of truth and the breastplate of righteousness, but you're still in fear, it won't work. We're called to stand firm. The sixth thing we must understand about courage is that focusing on the Lord and remaining in His love ejects fear from our life, casts out fear from our life. Two key things to do focus on the Lord and then remain in His love, abide in His love. In Psalms, 27 verse one Bible says, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? So the reason why we are often fearful is we haven't made him our stronghold. We've made other things our stronghold. Who is the stronghold of your life? In other words, who do you run to for safety? Is it some substance abuse that you're getting into? Is that your stronghold? Is it some person, some relationship? Is that your stronghold? The only reason I can say, of whom shall I be afraid, is because the Lord is the stronghold of my life. In First John 4 verse 18, it says, there is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear, because fear has to do with punishment. The one who fears is not made perfect in love. I really love this scripture. Fear is the antithesis of love. Love is the antithesis of fear. In other words, fear will arrest love, but love will cast out fear. And the degree to which I abide in his love, the degree to which I remain in his love is the degree to which I walk free from the spirit of fear. And then I can walk in love courage. I can be brave. I can be daring. In Isaiah 26 verse 3, it says, you will keep in perfect peace. In other words, freedom from fear, complete peace. Those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in you. What does it mean, those whose minds are steadfast? Those who keep their mind on you. Those who keep their mind fixed on you. They will be fixed in peace. So, Focus on the Lord. Don't take your eyes away from him and abide in his love and you will walk in great courage. It's so crucial. Often when someone is fearful, just ask them, what are you focusing on? And then ask them, do you have a revelation of the Father's delight in you and the Father's love for you? And often you will see gaps in those particular areas. And the Bible here says, uh, it says in 1 John 4 verse 18, fear has to do with punishment. You see, there are a lot of people who still live from a place of a guilty conscience, a place of a guilty conscience. Now, I'm going feel that guilt attracts punishment. If you're feeling guilty, you're expecting punishment right? And so you're fearful of punishment and you're thinking, where's the catch? What's going to happen to me? What's going to go wrong? And it makes you timid as a person. The next thing I want to discuss with you, I want to talk about three dimensions of courage and we can expand the list, but I want to focus on these three dimensions. The first is stickability, stickability. This is goal-oriented perseverance. This is determination. This is bulldog tenacity. Okay, stickability, it's similar to grit, commitment to long term goals despite the obstacles. This is the courage to keep on keeping on. And we need to see that it's so central to Christian character, isn't it? So many scriptures speak about the reward of overcoming. But how many of you know that it requires courage? In James chapter 1, verse 12, it's re- it reads Blessed is the man who perseveres under trial because when he has stood the test he will receive the crown of life that God has promised to those who love him in Romans 5 verse 3 to 4 it says not only so but we also rejoice in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance perseverance character and character hope but we need courage to keep on doing what we know we should do because life is difficult at times Sometimes the environment is not conducive. Sometimes the circumstances are saying we must be doing something else, but it requires courage to keep on doing the right thing. It requires stickability to keep on doing the right thing. The second dimension of courage I wanna talk about is resilience. Resilience is the ability to bounce back quickly from setbacks. It's the ability to cope, to renew, to revitalize. It's the whole concept of not being easily thrown. It's remaining cool under pressure, not losing perspective. It's keeping your peace. Resilience is the ability to recover quickly from illness, from change, from misfortune. Resilience in essence is buoyancy. How resilient are you? That requires courage, doesn't it? The courage to say, I'm gonna get up again. The courage to say, I'm gonna love again. The courage to say, I'm gonna keep on running again. I'm gonna keep on swimming again. I didn't do well last time, but I'm gonna bounce back after this injury and I'm gonna continue. I like what uh, Diane Kotu said in the Harvard Business Review. More than education, more than experience, more than training, a person's level of resilience will determine who succeeds and who fails. That's true in the cancer ward, it's true in the Olympics, and it's true in the boardroom. This is so important. My wife is a triathlete, and uh, she's really into a lot of endurance um, sport, and she's mentally strong. She's very resilient, and this actually helps her to endure the pain of some of the things she does, all right? Um, It's so crucial that we're resilient if you look at the business world, right, it's been found that when it comes to establishing restaurants in the restaurant industry, on average, it works out on the seventh try. Imagine that. A lot of the restaurants we are visiting, they're they're not necessarily the best, right? But they're owned by people who had resilience, people who just bounced back after setbacks. And I believe that in order for us to truly be successful, In this life, we have to be resilient, but it requires courage. It requires courage when your favorite football player is playing and everyone is booing them because they're playing at the former home ground, right? Or they're the ones who caused the penalty in the first half and they're being booed and they're being booed and they're being booed. Isn't it wonderful when it doesn't seem to affect them, when it's like water off a duck's back? The third dimension of courage that I want to talk about is taking risks taking risks, and I always say faith is spelt R-I-S-K. You have to be able to take calculated risks if you're gonna start a new business, if you're entrepreneurial. Taking risks means I have to have the courage to love again. I have to have the courage to do certain things that I wasn't willing to do. I have to have the courage to step into uncharted territories. I have to have the courage to change. It's all risky business. And you know what's interesting? I remember some years ago, when we lived in, um, in Douglasdale, in Joburg, uh, there was a river just before you got to the complex we lived at, and it would sometimes get into, uh, in flood. It was in flood at a certain point. And a number of vehicles, um, including mine, were trying to pass this river, because we wanted to go home. And I remember I had given someone a lift somewhere and my wife had said I'm cooking up this lovely meal for you. So I was looking forward to getting back home and I remember we all stopped and we were queuing up and we didn't want to cross this river in our vehicles. And At a certain point someone had this tiny uh, VW Golf and they were the first to actually cross over the river in their vehicle. Now, maybe it's because their car was an old car and they didn't mind damaging it. I don't know. But I found it very interesting that there were a whole lot of vehicles, big Land Rovers, stunning vehicles, right, that were there. But no one was crossing. It was this person in his VW Golf, right, City Golf, and they crossed the river first. I realized that, you know what, being courageous is not to do with your physical size, but it's actually to do with your heart right? It's the size of the heart that determined the action. It was possibility thinking. So why are people not courageous? I believe that people are not courageous today because we've believed myths. For example, some of the lies we've believed, if it's God's will, it will work out first time round. So then it doesn't work out first time round, then you just assume God is not in it and you're not courageous. Or we have this other misbelief. Uh, Life is always easy. So when things are difficult, we get fearful and we lack courage and we think God is against us. Or, you know what? This obstacle I'm experiencing represents God's disapproval. So I'm not going to push through, I'm not going to fight because I'm fighting God. Where do we get these ideas from? How many of you that the children of Israel got into the promised land, but it, was, it didn't just come to them on a silver platter, they had to take the land step by step. And very often for our breakthroughs, we have to do the same. Often the enemy will lie to us and say that door is actually closed, but it's an open door that God has given you and you have to push through. You have to have a mindset that says, I'm not going to accept no for an answer. Right. God has called us to be spiritually aggressive, not aggressive as we relate to people, but spiritually aggressive. You see, so often these myths reveal incorrect views of God's nature and how the world works. We don't have a biblical Christian worldview around certain things. Be careful of who you agree with or what you agree with. The second reason why people are not courageous is we hate the pain and the discomfort more than we love the goal of what we're trying to achieve. For example, you'll hear people saying, it's not worth the effort. You know, I don't want to go for more interviews and just get rejected. I hate that feeling of getting rejected. So we lack courage. And I'm saying, you know what, what would happen if you get that job, right? God is more interested in your character than your comfort. You know, we need to have bulletproof self images that push through and cope with rejection. You can't be a strong salesperson if you struggle with rejection. It's like, no, people won't buy this of mine. They won't buy this product. They won't uh, accept my services that I'm offering. I'm tired of the rejection and we sit back. No, we must embrace the pain and the discomfort of rejection in order to have the courage to obtain the goal simple as that. We won't preach the gospel, for example, to people if we're so fearful of being rejected by those people, right? And that's why we have to abide in his love, the love of Christ. It's crucial. The third reason why we're often not courageous is we have not had resilience training. We have not had resilience resilience training. You see, many of us have got no backbone the way we're raising our kids now, we don't let them experience the consequences of their behavior, we protect them so much, right? And they don't grow up being resilient adults. You see, mental toughness is so key. And the mental toughness of a leader, for example, this is something that is learned and often it's through experience, but also it's through renewal of the mind, where you get into the word of God. Many leaders today are thrown by experiences and setbacks and they soon become disillusioned that's why I always say we're not destroyed by our experiences we're destroyed by the story we tell ourselves of our experience resilient people courageous people know how to tell themselves the story what story do you want to tell yourself about what you're going through right now right are you able to see an opportunity in a calamity now I want to do something a bit different today. Some years ago, I developed affirmations for leaders and I converted some of them into prayers. And I want to use them now. And I want to encourage you to do the same. You can use mine. You can uh, download the notes and just use them as affirmations for yourself as a leader. And I believe we're all leaders because we influence people. And uh, leadership is about influence. And that's my passion. I want to raise up leaders. Uh, And as I declare these affirmations to you or to the Lord, because I've converted them into prayers, uh, you can either agree with me, just saying amen or you can speak them out for yourself and as we go through them you will see that being daring and being courageous actually benefits in so many different ways and may God help us to be courageous in all aspects of our lives in our parenting in our business in our preaching the gospel um, for some of you it's daring to dream for others it's daring to dream again Right? Uh, whilst for some of you it's daring to love, others it's daring to love again. For some of you it's daring to step into uncharted territories. Whilst for some of you it's actually daring to commit, daring to commit. And so let's enjoy the journey as we do these uh, declarations of the daring leader. Father, I thank you so much for this privilege, Lord God, of praying for myself as a leader. And I pray now, Lord, for myself as a daring leader. And I thank you for your truth, Lord, concerning being daring and being bold. And so right now, I thank you that I love to say what I mean and mean what I say. I don't need to flower up what I'm saying, but I can say what I mean and mean what I say. I thank you, God, that you've helped me to speak with clarity, to speak with assertiveness, to speak with a boldness, to speak with authority, to say exactly what I'm meaning to say. I don't have to speak in riddles anymore in Jesus' mighty name. Father I thank you that with me what you see is what you get. I thank you God that there's no pretense. I thank you God that I'm authentic. I thank you God that I'm straightened to you and I'm not bent toward man. I thank you God that I can live out my life with great sincerity. I thank you God that I enjoy the challenge of starting new initiatives as a daring leader, as a bold leader, as a confident leader. I can step out and start new initiatives. I don't have to wait for others to do this. I can step out and do so knowing that you are leading me and that you are guiding me and that you go before me. I thank you, God, for the spirit of boldness functioning in my life. I thank you, God, that you are the one who gives me creative ideas, Lord, concerning these new initiatives. Father, I thank you that I love the thrill of stepping into uncharted ventures. I thank you, God, that I don't need to remain in my comfort zone, but I can step out. I can do extraordinary things because of your hand on my life. I thank you, God, that you are the one who gives me the power to do this. I thank you, Lord, that the joy of the Lord will be my strength. I thank you that I am strengthened in you. I am quickened by your Holy Spirit. I thank you, Father, that the same Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive and at work in my life. So I love the thrill of stepping into uncharted ventures. I thank you, God, that I don't have to, um, that I don't have to have been there before, but you've been there. You lead me. You guide me. You're the one who already sees the future. You are, you're not the I was. You're not the I will be. You're the I am. I thank you that for you, God, everything is in present tense and that I'm in you. I thank you, God, that you've helped me to easily express my emotions. I can be daring with my emotions. I can have a boldness and a daring nature that expresses emotions easily. I thank you, God, that this is not emotionalism, but it's being emotionally self-aware. I thank you for the boldness to make myself vulnerable. I thank you, God, that I can say to people, I'm feeling sad, I'm feeling weak, I'm feeling frustrated. I'm feeling angry. I can clearly express my emotions and I can connect with people even as I do so. I thank you for boldness, Lord, to make myself vulnerable in this way. I thank you, Lord God, that what I have to say is important. I don't shy away anymore thinking that what I have to say is useless, unimportant, insignificant. I thank you that I will speak out because what I have to say is important. I thank you, God, that my mind is being renewed right now to have a belief system that is based on your word, a belief system that says, I've got the word of God in me and the things that I speak, people need to hear. The call of God is on my life. The passion of God and zeal of God is on my life. And what I have to say is important. I thank you for that, Lord. I renounce that mindset that shies away from speaking out. I choose to find my voice. I choose to share my story. I choose to speak out so that people can be blessed. In Jesus' name, I'm assertive, so I finish what I have to say. I thank you, Lord, God, that I won't speak in half sentences. I'll complete what I have to say. Lord, you are the great completer. You said it is finished. You finished your race. You finished strong. And I thank you that I can do so too. I thank you for the kind of assertiveness that you're giving me, an assertiveness that causes me to make my point, to complete that which I have to say, not to shy away from it, not to feel like, uh, okay, I've just spoken, half the story and that's enough. I pray, Father, that you will help me to be sensitive to this Lord. I thank you, God, that I get my point across first time. I've got that type of boldness. I can speak with a boldness and a confidence that speaks out that which I've decided to speak out. I thank you, God, that I can do it first time. I don't have to tone down what I want to say, but I can speak it forth with conviction and that people will be convinced Lord. I thank you, God, that they will not be able to resist the wisdom and the spirit by which I speak. I thank you, God, for what the spirit of boldness is doing in my life right now. I thank you that you've made me a daring leader who does this. God, I thank you that I'm in charge of my time. I'm a daring leader who's in charge of their time. I've got clear boundaries. I can say no. I can say not yet. I can say not me. I can shape my youth. Use of time. Thank you for the gift of time that you've given me, Lord. Thank you that it's a gift. Thank you that I can chunk my time on a daily basis. Thank you God that I will not be manipulated into doing certain things that I don't believe are the right thing for this time for me to do. I thank you God that I won't be emotionally overstretched trying to please everyone. I thank you God that I'll have clear boundaries. I'll have space boundaries where I can say, this is my space, please don't don't do this in my space. I'll take charge of my space in Jesus name. I thank you God that I will have boundaries where I set limits. I set limits in terms of my energy. I I set limits in terms of my tasks, in terms of my time, in terms of when I can go to bed. I thank you Father God for the freedom that comes when I set boundaries. I'm in charge of my time and I've got the boldness to be in charge of my time because I'm a courageous leader. My time is committed to the Lord. My time and what I do with it is worship unto the Lord. So I thank you, God. I thank you that I can go to functions for however long I need to spend there. And whenever I need to move on, I can say, guys, I'm going, it's been real, it's been wonderful, and don't have to have an excuse. I don't have to make up stories. I thank you, God, that I can have an assertiveness that's in charge of their time, that I can say, You know what guys, the meeting has gone over. I have another meeting to attend and I leave without feeling guilty. I'm in charge of my time. I thank you, God, that my time is precious. So I think first before saying yes. I thank you that I respect my personal time so I can say no to people because I've got an appointment with myself. I've got an appointment with you, Lord. I thank you, God, that you're helping me to not just respect the appointments I have with other people, but also to respect the appointments that I have with myself. I will not be a man pleaser. I will not be a people pleaser, but I will please you God first. Thank you that I'm a bold leader. I'm a daring leader who, is, who has the fear of the Lord operating over them. Lord, I recognize that when I say yes to something, I'm saying no to something else. So I choose to put you first. I choose to seek first your kingdom. Father, may I be clear about what my priorities are so that I have a boldness to be in charge of my time, a boldness to embrace the fact that my time is precious. May I think first before saying yes. I thank you, God, that my time is precious so I sow consistently into my life assignment I thank you, God, that I will always be clear about what my life assignment is. I will not just coast along in life. I will not kill time. I will not just spend time, but I'll invest time into the things that you've called me to do. So Father, I thank you. May I so consistently into my life assignment. May I be clear about what my life assignment is. I thank you, God, for what you've called me to do and I choose to run with it. I thank you, God, that my calling will be translated into my daily use of time, my daily schedule, I thank you that every minute will be to honor you and it will be to your glory. Every hour will be to honor you and will be to your glory. Every day will be to your honor and glory. Every moment will be lived in worship to you. I'll worship you with my work. I'll worship you with my words. I'll worship you with my mind. I'll worship you with my thinking. I'll worship you, Lord God, with my whole being. My time is precious, so I sow it into activities aligned with my goals. I thank you, Father God, that every Every activity I sow my time into, every activity will be aligned with my goals, aligned with my purpose. My goals are clear. My goals are super clear, and I thank you for that, Lord. I thank you, God, that even as goals are dreams with deadlines, I'll have clear deadlines for the things that you want me to do, and I'll be able to say no to other things. I've got the courage to say no to other things. I thank you, Father, that there'll be accountability around my goal setting. I thank you that i'll feel convicted each time i'm not sticking to those goals that you've set before me i thank you father that you're giving me this bias toward action and that i'll be a daring leader who pursues these particular things my time is precious so i give my best to people that i value greatly i thank you father god that you are showing me who to really care for and i thank you father that. the people that I choose to care for, it will manifest in my daily routine. I thank you, God, that you're calling me to give my best to the people that you have called me to, that I will prioritize them. May I not be the kind of leader that says, I value my family so much, and yet I don't give them my best. Father, forgive me for where I've not given them my best intellectually, emotionally, physically, where I've not given them my best spiritually. I thank you, Father God, that these people are a priority to me and it will be seen in my daily routine. I thank you, God, that you're calling me to give my best when I'm called to give my best. I thank you, Father, that my team, enjoys following my leadership that I'm a leader who people enjoy working with people enjoy being part of my programs People enjoy being part of the vision that you've given me. I thank you father for blessing me in this way I thank you that people really enjoy working with me. I thank you God that it's fun to work with me I thank you God that they enjoy following my lead I thank you father God that I'm a leader who's centered on your purpose and it makes the people around me feel secure because of my boldness because of my courage I thank you God that you've made me a confident leader a bold leader a leader who will step out into the unknown but thank you that people will feel safe with me despite my courage I thank you Lord God how leaders are dealers in hope. And I thank you, God, that I ignite hope in the people around me. I thank you that I stand up for myself whilst feeling complete peace and freedom, and that I do so respectfully. You've blessed me with this type of assertiveness where I can stand up for myself. I'm not afraid to do so. I respect myself enough to stand up for myself. So thank you for that gift, Lord, and that ability. And I thank you, God, that you've helped me to feel peace while I'm doing so. I thank you, God, that you've made me a daring leader who can exercise my personal rights without denying the rights of others. I thank you that I will not deny them their rights, but I can still stand up for mine. I thank you for this type of assertiveness that you've given me, God, an ability to declare things boldly and feel peace comfortable doing so, an ability to remain the same wherever I am, whether I'm dealing with someone who is marginalized or dealing with someone who's a CEO or a president. I thank you that you've given me, Lord, uh, an ability to feel comfortable complimenting people and not to feel awkward about it i thank you that you've made me a daring leader who can exercise their personal rights without denying the rights of others i thank you that i'm comfortable doing so i thank you god that i can express emotions of love and affection and that i'm bold enough to do so i'm bold enough to make myself vulnerable i'm bold enough to risk rejection i thank you god that i'm a loving leader even in the home i can express my Emotions freely. I can express love and vulnerability. I thank you, Father, that I'm secure in you and I can do this. I thank you, Lord God, that I can express emotions of disappointment when necessary and appropriate. Help me to do so. May I not tone things down, Lord, but may I be emotionally honest as I give people feedback, as I relate with people around me. Help me to be emotionally honest I choose to do this, Lord. I'm not responsible for other people's emotional state. I'm responsible for my own emotional state. I thank you for those types of boundaries. Father, I choose to speak out and give feedback even when you've called me to do so, Lord. I can easily express emotions of regret and sorrow because I'm in touch with my emotional state. I'm emotionally intelligent and I've got a boldness that can do so. I thank you, Lord, that I don't see this as emotionalism. I do not see this as something that is weak, but I can embrace the fact that you've called me to be a daring leader who can also do, even, uh, even at the risk, I can do these things even at the risk of being misunderstood so I can easily express emotions of regret and emotions of sorrow. I thank you that my company, my organization, the teams that I lead are fortunate to have me working for them because I'm a gift from you, Lord, and I don't apologize for that. I thank you, Father, that they are fortunate for me to be working with them and for them and serving them. I will not see myself differently. I will not embrace false humility. I will agree with the truth that God has spoken about me, the truth that you have called me to serve these people. And I thank you, Father, that I can do so. I thank you that I can keep adding value. I will not wallow in self-pity, but I'll confidently serve the people that are blessed To have me doing so i do what's best for my business and the people that i care about i do what's best for the church that i lead even if it's unpopular there's a boldness in me that chooses to do what's best for the organization what's best for the business and the people that i care about even if it's unpopular i thank you that you have called me to this type of boldness lord I thank you that you've called me to be a courageous leader, to be courageous where the average person around me might be fearful. I know this is how we're established as leaders, where we have this boldness, yet others might not always have it. I thank you, Lord, that I stand up for what I believe in the midst of opposition, that I can face opposition, but still stand up for what I believe. I thank you, Father God, that Even if we're few in number, believing in a certain direction, I thank you, Father God, we can push through that way. Even if a crowd is moving in the other way, I thank you that we can do so because we are courageous leaders. I unashamedly embrace my values even when it slows me down. This is my moral authority and I won't compromise on it. I'm not ashamed of you, Jesus, and of your teachings even when it slows me down, even when it's inconvenient. I choose to embrace my core values. Help me, God, to be clear about what these are and may they be non-negotiable. May I not compromise on these values, Lord. I'm full of courage and no one can take it away from me. I thank you, God, that courageous leadership is a personal asset of mine. No one can take it from me. It's something that is within me. It results in my resilience. I can bounce back quickly from problems, from setbacks. It results in me stepping out into uncharted territories. I thank you God that I can do so because of the spirit of boldness that's on my life. It results in me speaking out what everyone else is whispering. It results in me running towards my enemies and not shying away in Jesus mighty name. I thrive in pressing through times of adversity. I thank you God for that. I thank you God that I can thrive through adversity. I'm not afraid of adversity. I choose to see opportunities as calamities because you are with me. You give me your eyes to see it that way. I'm an asset-based thinker who's bold, who's confident, who's conscious of his personal assets. Those things that no one can take away from me. Things like joy, things like um, courage, friendliness, humility that no one can take from me. I thank you, Father, for the boldness that you've given me, for the tenacity that you've given me, and that no one can take these things away from me. I thank you, Father God, you've been so, so good. I thank you, Father, that I can enjoy living beyond the limitations of my background and my profession. I thank you, Father God, that I can press in deeper despite where I've come from, despite limitations that people have imposed on me. I thank you, Lord, that I can actually enjoy life, that I can enjoy living beyond those limitations of my background and my profession. I thank you, God, that I can learn new things that... outside of my profession. I don't have to define myself in a limited way. I can learn whatever I want to learn. I can choose who's going to teach me these things. I can press into understanding uh, from different careers, different uh, disciplines. I understand that the people who end up leading organizations, these are the people with a broad understanding of their organizations, a broad understanding of how the world works. I thank you, God, that I'm not defined by my profession. I'm not defined by my profession. I'm defined more by my purpose and who I am in you. So I thank you, God, for a boldness to step into mastery of other fields. I thank you, Father God, that you're helping me to have creative ideas. I thank you that have the mind of Christ, I can break new records. I'm not limited to operate in one particular way. I won't be rigid. I'll have a boldness, Lord, where I can push myself beyond limitation. I can push myself beyond barriers. I choose right now to be a daring leader, a leader that doesn't compare themselves with the people around them, but a leader who compares himself with his potential. I thank you, God, that I'll keep pushing the limits. I'll keep raising the bar. I will keep pushing ahead because of what you've called me to. I thank you, Father, that you've placed these things in me. I thank you for your goodness. I thank you for your kindness. I thank you, God, that that you have led me to run my own race. I will stay in my lane. I thank you, God, that you have led me to create my own standards according to your word, Lord God. Standards that are above the norm. I thank you, Father, that I'm not limited by what's normal. Thank you, God, that I can step out. I can create my own standards. I will not become mediocre in Jesus' name. Even if I have to stand out, even if I become the center of attention, it's okay. I will not fear success. I will not fear their eyes and their faces. I'll move beyond the norms that have been set for me. I will move on in my excellence in Jesus' name. I'll be bold in everything I do. I'm bold as I speak. I'm bold as I share with others. I'm bold as I make myself vulnerable. I'm bold as I preach the gospel. I'm bold as I go about my work. I'm bold as I love. I'm, I love boldly. I'm bold as I'm courageous as a leader. I thank you, God, for this truth. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and what you're doing right now in my life. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, Father, that you are calling me to be so bold that I will speak out what everyone is whispering, that, Lord God, I will run towards my enemies instead of shying away from them, that I will press through adversity. I thank you, Father, for what you're doing in our midst right now. I thank you for an impartation of the spirit of boldness in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. I trust that you are agreeing with me there and applying these prayers and these declarations over yourself in your own life. I encourage you to keep listening to them and keep praying them over yourself. It's amazing what we will do and how successful we become in life. Remember it's success God's way when we are fully bold, fully free to be who God has called us to be. May God bless you abundantly.